Hi, and welcome back to Transvox. It's been a lovely week here in the northeast of England. We've had 17 seasons each day. We've had <laughs> <laughs> the wind, the rain, the sunshine, the, the snow, the frogs, the boils. It's been all here. How about how's it been down in the south, in the Stoke area? In the deep south of the West Midlands, um, as a similar, it's pretty miserable today. So we, we had that hot, hot, hot period. I don't do well in really hot weather. And now it's just miserable. It's miserable and cold and I've had some eating on today. So, um, yeah. Oh, welcome, everybody. Uh, yeah, welcome. And well, have to see you, Jen. How's the week been? Um, it's been okay. Busy. Just busy with work, I think. Yeah. Um, busy, but nothing, nothing exciting. How about you? Yeah, no bad. But I'll tell you what's interesting, because um, as we're chatting, I'm just thinking about something, which is... Um, I was talking to one of the um, leading authorities yesterday on seasonal affective disorder, oh. SAD, yes, as it's known, as you, I'm sure you know, and it's links to depression. And uh, and of course, this is the time of year when people start to um, really suffer with that process. Those are those who those people who are particularly affected by SAD because of the the way they're pineal glands relate to their brains and such like in the cones and rods in your eyes and such like they really start to begin to suffer at this time of the year and it, and it just strikes me that we've had quite a bad we've had quite i don't know about you but we've had quite a bad year in terms of light and i was i mean it's quite fascinating to wonder what what the incidence of de depression has been this year i mean you know i'm just musing you know in my musing sort of way no, I think it's a very good music. I think I get, I don't know, I've never been diagnosed, but certainly I've, I tend to feel a bit more down in, in, in the the winter months when there's less sunlight. And I think working from home, I don't see much sunlight in my day to day because I tend to be working from home. So um, I think there definitely is something in that. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if there's any study of this, you know. Oh, that, there's tons. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it's. I think there's a and there's a real interesting, uh, not just you know, a real sort of causation thing. Because one of the things I was interested to when I was chatting to this person was whether um, whether sad people get depressed, which is true, but also de depressed people actually have sad. And apparently, mm. the, the 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 issue is that anybody who you know who is actually affecting has any form of depression or any form of um seasonal affective disorder what works for them is to get out have exercise go outside and get light treatment and of course stimulate serotonin so it's yes. it's, it's quite interesting how the how, how it all sort of pulls together because the same it's almost like the same mechanisms being affected by both things so therefore actually both things sort of overlap fascinating isn't it it's an interesting subject i mean i'm after a minute i mean i've had like, like most people like many people have had periods where you could might argue that are depressed or, or some of the behavior is. I mean, I've always thought, and I heard this, somebody said this one, I think I regard myself this sounds of, of, of having malignant sadness which is sort of almost a slight default, sort of slight Eeyore syndrome. I'm always just like, slightly sad, <laughs> except for when, when I do the podcast. That's the only time oh, yes. perhaps, that's perhaps those oases of not being sad, but which is not the same, quite the same as de depression, I don't think, but um, I guess they call it low mood, don't they, or something, but yes. yeah. Yeah. Yes, and that's that thing, isn't it? You, 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 you can get that, and, and and it's fascinating because I would suspect that is, according to what this guy was person was saying, Norm Rosenthal was saying that that actually probably being inside most of the time is you know part of that problem, isn't it? It's part of that that challenge because you never really get out into the the fresh air. Which, definitely, yeah, definitely. And I know you've got dodgy knees at the moment from playing all that volleyball. So I mean, it's. <laughs> 
Yes, that's what it is. Yes, that's yeah. what it is. I didn't realise you were quite so proficient. No, who would have known? Who would have known? You, you could never tell, could you? Yeah. Well, and it's and, the and height. So, that's... And of course, the height, yeah, that's handy. So it's, it's sort of led me on to actually reflecting on the fact that when we were chatting about this, is I don't particularly <laughs> want to get into depression because it can be a bit triggering for people. But we did start last time talking about the sort of fear and anxiety emotion. And we did say we'd yeah. finish this off. So I thought we'd just take a little bit about sort of grief and anger this time and, you know, sort of, you know, make sure we've we parked that. Because because there's a, I mean, a lot of people experience, uh, well, let's talk about grief first of all. A lot of people mm. see the grief thing as being the fact that there is a, a process of adjusting to what people perceive as negative change. You know, you might lose, you might you might actually lose your partner. You might lose your home. You might lose your job. Yes. These are these are things that involve feelings of grief or loss. And uh, some people, you know, um, gain a husband but lose a wife. You know, those sorts of things which are going on. People might lose their daughter but gain a son. But you know, whilst they celebrate the fact that they've gained what you know, so, someone who's changed gender, they've often they've often lost the expectations. Someone was telling me recently as a trans trans masked person that their mother now was grieving the fact that they sort of might not have grandchildren. Yeah. So it's it's an it's an interesting part of the journey, isn't it? I think so. I, I think that's certainly my understanding of uh for relatives and families that can be an element. I mean, you know, gr grief is ultimately uh Part of sadness that we've been talking about so it sort of in a sense li links quite well to uh you know because obviously traditionally grief was associated with people physically uh passing but the the loss yeah the feelings of loss of of what potentially could would have been for somebody's life i guess or or the life they had or the or that relationship to that person i can uh i can see that but and it's certainly not the case in every case i mean in, in many ways you know my transition i'm not really a different person i just look different mm. um i am um, i look different and have a different name but in terms of and i'm and i was a bit happier post transition so that's that's that bit but in terms of what what's lost to the people who care for me i'm uh, uh i'm not it's difficult to know what that is because i think it's different i guess if you're in a a, a relationship which yeah. i wasn't but you see, I think this is really fascinating because at the same time that we we might be experiencing joy and a, and, a, and you always talk about the euphoria side of things, but in the time that we're doing that joy and excitement and being very up about you know the process we're in, we it might be hard for us to recognise that somebody else is going through this form of grief. And it's interesting because it, when you think about this form of grief for other people, you know, most grief has a sense of closure at some stage, but this is what is termed ambiguous loss because you've lost something, but you've got something else. And actually yeah. you've been reminded about that loss on a sort of regular basis. You know, even, you know, the fact that you chose your name and I chose my own name, it's, it's sort of, re you rejected your own name in a funny sort of way. So that, that, you know, for a lot of people, if you're a parent, if you chose your child's name and then the child's got rid of that name and chosen a new one, they're very happy, but actually, Sometimes I wonder, and, and I know I haven't thought enough about this. I've never really considered the other side of it and thought, well, actually, that that meant something. That meant something to somebody I else. You, I think you're absolutely right on that. It's interesting the name thing. It's really interesting how much that defines you, mm. um, and and how much yeah somebody's chosen that for. I I I wish I'd chosen a different name in some respects. I, I chose a name that worked on a chat room. In the end, didn't really think of it enough thought, but. 
you know, ideally it would have been lovely to be able to go to my parents and say, I'm changing. What would you like? You know, you choose my name, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I know, um, I know some trans, trans men and women have taken on a name because their parents told them, oh, if you'd been a boy and a boy or yes. a girl, we'd have called you this. And they've been able to do that. I, I did that. And I had my brother choose my middle name. Um, but yeah, I think that's really interesting because you do define yourself by that. And it's really interesting that even, you know, so post-transition, um, you know, when you talk to yourself and you some, maybe just me, if I'm talking to myself, I'm, I use my name. So yeah. I'll say to her, oh, Jenny, get a grip or whatever. Post, you know, so the minute post-transition, I find it very hard to refer to myself in my own brain when I'm talking to myself in my new name because <laughs> I was so, you know, used to yes, of course. being called, of course, it's so... The impact of that name change, I probably underestimate that. Well, that is because we just simply say, well, it's just a name, it's just a word. Um, I think it's but really it, interesting that. Well, it, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because we talk about gender identity, but uh, the gender, you know, the identity of nomenclature, you know, the name, uh, the naming thing, the labeling thing is really important. It's, you know, a lot of people's, I mean, names have a, a, a massive significance in our lives. I mean, you know, names in the olden days used to point to, or you know professions what we History, did that's yeah. where they came from you know the, if you were johnson you were the, literally the son of john and the, you know if, you know uh, mr cooper was often uh, someone that did cooping and then you have nominative determination that's it so you, when yeah. your name actually somehow yeah i don't know influences your path in life or can yeah. do one know, of the things i think that one, one of the things sorry. I found, sorry, I'm interrupting you. One of the things I found interesting, I was talking to a post-trans person quite recently, and they said they had a degree of grief. And I said, what's that about them? He said, well, I, she said, I've got all the lovely loveliness that comes from, from um, living in my new gender, but I've lost my privilege. I've lost my white male privilege. Yeah, I, yeah. I sit in my meetings now, and people tend not to listen to me so much. They tend not to take my opinion so um, 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 what's the word so seriously, and I'm paid less for the same job as I used to do. <laughs> that's 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 tough. I, I I can see that. I think I think yeah. uh, it's interesting because I, I, whether I noticed it at the time, whether people treated me. It's difficult in, when you're in the moment to notice it, but whether people uh, treated me differently. I think I just, some people just felt really awkward around me, I think. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that in, affected that. Um, and, it's in, and it's also interesting on that bit about previous privilege. I mean, I was socialised as a privileged white male growing up, mm. and I have the tendency to fall back on some of those things I was socialized with in terms of if I'm debating or arguing in my job as a trade union rep I'm often in that I often think do I use some of those yeah. things that I was taught through the confidence and privilege that I had that um, other women um, may not have I read yeah. this is sort of self-analysis on that but I think um, I think that's interesting yeah you, you but you know, you're, okay, you had privilege. But as a trans person, we don't have privilege because being trans, you know, you know the fact that you may have lived your whole, whole life with, um, you know, uncomfortable in who you are, it, it sort of mitigates against some privilege, doesn't it? I guess. Yes, and 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 I mean, just switching back to the names thing. One of the things <laughs> I were um, I was talking to someone about recently. Um, um, there was a there's a parent of a, of a trans child, and 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 I went through this. Is they they said that their their child changed names, so they mm -hmm. so they went through the process and they accepted that, and they were sad because they'd chosen that original name, and they got this new name, 
And then about three years later, the child changed the name again. Because a lot of people do change. It's interesting that you said you wish you hadn't changed your name. See, I did change my name. I didn't used to be Gillian. I used to have a different name. And um, and actually, that's quite fascinating because sometimes you have to, the, the, the opportunity to be able to to settle into your own name is some, is a luxury we have now because we just we were always used to the other one. And I think it's that other thing for partners and parents when you sort of we've gone through that whole thing, you've gone through that whole process, you've got this ambiguous loss going through, and then the trans person that says, "All right, I'm going to change my name again." Then, and it's it's actually I think it's I think it's quite I think it's quite a challenging process where we perhaps just don't think about the other person enough. I think it's uh, because I think when you sit on a lot of forums, you see quite a lot of, um, and this may be unfair of me, but you see quite a lot of um, indignation, I think, when people are saying, but they're not calling my, me my new name. I've just changed my name and no one's calling me my new name. And But I've changed them. I've told them they should be able to do it. And I don't think people understand that actually change takes a little time. And often there's a degree of grief or emotional content li- linked into it. And, and we need to watch for that. Maybe I'd, I, I can sort of see your point. Maybe I'd, this is where I slightly disagree with you. I think in certainly in a work setting, you should expect people to make an effort to, to use your name and pronouns. Um, so if people slip up, that's one thing. And, you know, that happens. Um, uh, but they shouldn't be ignored and they should apologise. People. I don't think we should expect people to go through a period in the workplace, or personally, or, you know, um, or, or any place of, of doing that. Um, whether that's different within families, of them coming to terms with that, I guess it's a different argument, but yeah, um, you know, I, 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 I think that's a, uh, I, I take your point on that, but I, I do think in the workplace, there's no, there's no, yes, I think that's different, yeah, you know, I've been, I've been, I, we've moved silence on this. I've been deb named, um, in work recently, and 15 years later, I found out that somebody in the, one of the organizations I work for has um has told a colleague my previous name and nobody should because there are people who are who are who are in the organizations i work for that knew me previously so I'm, I'm aware of that and it upset me for some days really just thinking to me how far has that spread because i don't want anybody to know my previous name because once that connection's made in somebody's brain it diminishes me um so I, it, that has definitely happened to me even 15 years years after um you know uh, don't get me wrong i'm glad to change my name when you said yeah and i just wish i'd give it more thought yes <laughs> yes um but um i couldn't go back but i think these things are really interesting i mean even even now it's interesting thinking my brain if i hear my old name on the telly or something the character's giving out no name it makes a ping in my brain somehow which i wish it didn't yes so I, there's part of my brain that still remembers that I had a previous name. You know, when, like, when you hear your name in any circumstances, it, it reminds me. It, you know, it's it's unusual, isn't it? You just notice it. And I still notice my name now, if somebody says it, but also my previous name. Yes. And I wish I didn't. I wish I, I wish I didn't. I wish it was yes. forgotten. No, and I, and I get that. I was actually on a, um, on a programme recently and someone had my old name, and it is quite odd. <laughs> It is. I actually, I've actually met somebody at work with with both names the same as mine. Wow! So um, the second name's Harvey. So I and I and I annoy him because I used to go in and say hello, Jenny Harvey. They'd have to go hello, Jenny Harvey back. It amused me. I think it irritated them more than it amused me. But it's not often you meet somebody with exactly the same name as you. No. 
So I suppose if I, I so, so, so yes, I don't have know we got anywhere near the subject that we were talking I, about? I don't know. We were, we were sort of talking about Star Trek, and we ended up just just talking about this. I mean, we've been threatening this Star Trek episode for, but let's we let's are still wrap, threatening that. But let's just let's just wrap this up because I think so. One of the things one of the things I think we have to recognise is that even though we've chosen our own names, and we, there is always going to be a little element of grief along the way for us as well, because that the fact that that we. What I find is fascinating, the fact that we move move along and we sort of lose who we were, Herbie, because everything, so for me, everything that was from my previous life has vanished. People don't know my previous life. And and, right. I, and people find that quite weird. So, you know, people don't talk to me about my previous life because, of course, they can't find it. And, you know, I was, you know, I did a quite us- unusual things and now that's all gone. So I'm only seen as a person that can talk about trans issues, those sorts of things quite odd really isn't it and i have a bit of grief for that because actually i've got a grief for my own background that i seem to have had vanished there is i i can understand that i mean it's i suppose it's different for me because i've not changed my job and career so i i, I in that respect uh, i think that's that's interesting that um i i i i i, I genuinely now struggle to remember what it was like not to be living as a woman I, even though a, the majority of my life I was wasn't, I struggle to recall what that felt like, how that was, mm. which I think is interesting. Um, or even picture myself doing work when I wasn't Jenny. I find that, it's, but I obviously was because I was doing that for twenty years, you know. So yeah. But then again, yeah. so I suppose the point of this is that when when you're feeling great and happy and skippy and clappy and somebody else is doesn't seem to be you know in your family doesn't seem to be treating you the way you're wrong remember that actually they might have emotional emotions running in their bodies and we have to cut people slack i think that's the point i'm trying to make no i don't think i i i i know i sometimes disagree but no you're right i mean i think kindness is is all is is always an important aspect to have and and trying to think and trying to be more you know and i'm trying to be more i mean this podcast about a bit i'm trying to be more understanding and you know of people that i might read about that, that express views and trying to understand where they're coming from and whether they're coming from a place um you know i'm trying to trying to do that but it's difficult sometimes i find it hard mm. you know there you are. lots of unreal unresolved stuff well yeah 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 well we always like to pick the positive out and um just remember that you know, if somebody else is feeling miserable, we can still be happy. Absolutely, it's it's um, it takes less more, takes less brain power to be happy, does it? I it think. does. It does. Let's say it's so much better breath, for you. That's clearly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Definitely, ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of which, I think I'm going to go and um, I'm going to go and watch your um, I'm going to go and watch a bit of volleyball now. Now I know you're such a star. I don't know why you picked volleyball, but uh, I could. Uh, I don't think I've ever played volleyball. Um, but yeah, I could imagine. I could I'm imagine thinking of, a different sliding thinking, doors, different, different, uh, different life. I'm thinking of netball, but I'm I'm a bit brain <laughs> frazzled. I'm a bit of a hormonal fog today, to say the least. So uh, maybe that's a, that's a conversation for another time. So I'll see you next week. Yes, really nice to see you all again, and take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Transvox. It's been a joy to have you with us. Um, if you want to um, make contact with us, you can contact us at gillian at transvox.co.uk. And if you'd like to support the work we do, please go to Patreon and go to page Transvox. 
And all of our money goes to our nominated charity. And Jen, you've chosen the charity for the next number of episodes. Which one have you chosen? Our charity is called Beyond Reflections, which is a charity that provides support and counselling to trans people, non-binary people and their friends and their families across the UK. An amazing charity doing some amazing work, really important. So please, if you can give. Great. And if you want to go and have a look at Beyond Reflections, it's beyond-reflections.org.uk. And uh, But as I say, if you'd like to make a contribution to what we're doing, because we love to help the people who help us. Uh, again, if you've got ideas for um, the show, things you'd like to ask us, questions, comments, applause, or um, brickbats, feel free to send it all Absolutely. in to Gillian at transvox.co.uk. Until the next time, goodbye. Bye-bye.